those who were involved in making it come to life. Join us as we go. Behind the door. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Door uh, on the Grey Rooms podcast. I am Brooks Bigley, the uh, social media manager and Patreon manager for the Grey Rooms podcast. Today, we are with audio engineer and sound designer Jason Wilson. Hello. We also have music composer and design uh, J.M. Scherf. Hello. And and today we have the author of Thank You for Calling, our Season 2, Episode 5 story, Alex Gallegos. Oh, how are you? Doing well, Alex. Welcome. (laughs) We appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yes, sir. So, Alex, this story, wow, intense, amazing. Like, (laughs) I want to know right away, what inspired you to write this story? Like, where did this come from? Huh. Um, what initially inspired it? Um, rage. Uh, <laughs> um, I can um, right. So I probably had this knocking around uh, in my head since mm-hmm. um, like 2009, 2010, really. Um, and just didn't really have a, a place for it. Um, you know, uh, I just came up with the initial idea of, uh, you know, it'd be really great if somebody could just, just stick it to these guys. Uh, yes. <laughs> because, yes. uh, uh, all of these, uh, scams were, were starting to come up around that time. Um, the Nigerian Prince scam had, had kind of fallen out of favor. And so had the, uh, lottery you hadn't entered scam. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm in it by trade. So I kind of, do this all the time i had just graduated college um so this was just starting to come up as a thing and it was like oh this this really sucks and it was really widespread um and uh law enforcement um still to this day really can't do anything about it um because it's people that are way beyond anybody's jurisdiction you know even if you can even if you could report it to somebody, you know, what's your local police department going to do? You know, they're not going to fly over to India and, uh, and, and take care of that. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the initial um, seed for the story when I was a little bit edgier in my twenties. Um, just, yeah, that, yeah, I just wish somebody would do something about it. Um, but, Right? I think everybody does. Um, and certainly anybody that's uh, fallen for one of these scams um, and, and yeah. it kind of goes out to them. Um, but then the other piece, because initially I'll say the uh, the man on the phone um, who uh, Graham did an amazing job. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. And, <laughs> Round of applause. And Graham was really fun love, to listen do that. Uh, the, yeah, Graham was really fun to do. Mm-hmm. Did great. Um, initially, the idea way back when I conceived of the story was, you know, that's the 
absolute hero of the piece. No questions asked. Just, yep, he he's great. And uh, it's, it's fine. And then uh, as I've mellowed out a little bit with <laughs> the passage of time, and also as I um, did a little bit of, of looking into some of the reasons people get into that, um, there are absolutely people that are just out to steal your money um, and pretty much don't care about it. Um, but I also actually found out that there are a ton of people that are pretty much getting scammed uh, just as much as the people that are getting called, which really surprised me. And it was like, Oh, that really sucks. Um, yeah. And so to discover that that was the case. And I've also kind of been thinking a little bit about some of the, um, the online mobs that have just gone after people, uh, <laughs> lately. So I tried to work a little of that in too. Um, and hopefully by the, by the time you're done, you come away thinking, you know, obviously you, you shouldn't have been doing that, but gosh, I'm not sure if you deserved, um, <laughs> that level of, uh, of punishment and torture there. Um, right. and it's a little ambiguous, maybe who, who, uh, was the, uh, the bigger criminal there or, uh, the bigger bully. Right. That's what got me is figuring out who who really is the protagonist and who really is the antagonist. You kind of you kind of used a bad guy to fight a bad guy. And then you also kind of made one of the bad guys look like not so much of a bad guy anymore. Yeah. It's on its head. It's really great. Well, as, as bad as the telemarketers are, they're not uh, slaughtering people. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imploding their heads. Right. Way to go, just <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so, you know, it's, I know it's kind of funny about that. The first time I read that story, when uh, Brian was like, "Got to read this one." The first time I read that, it, initially, I, I, I sat down. I was like, oh, what, "What the heck's going on?" Oh, wait a minute. This is. And then I got into it because I, I actually had worked not in a call center ripping people off, but I was, you know, I worked for Sears uh, when I was in college a long time ago. And I had to call and renew people's magazine subscriptions or credit cards or whatever they were using. And I, I could relate. And then at the end, oh, man, I was I was loving. I was happy. I was excited. I, I, it was kind of weird how happy I was that he was popping heads and. <laughs> I needed a shower. You do what you do, Jason. <laughs> yes, sir. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I like how how just from beginning to end, you keep going back and forth. Like I thought at first, oh, he was the victim, and someone was going to call in and then torment him. And I thought, well, we've kind of heard that horror story before. And then you know, uh, the the man on the phone, his his tone changes, and you start to realize, no, wait a minute, no, he's the victim. And our little narrator here, he's the antagonist. Oh, this is interesting. And then it goes back the opposite direction. It just kept going back and forth. And it was just just amazing, um, an, an amazing evolution of the intensity of the story. Um, excellent job, Alex. Loved it. What, what you, made I you choose scissors, it. though? <laughs> They're very um, prominent. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I wasn't sure. Um, you know, I just tried to think, yeah, what would you find? around an office that somebody could, uh, could weaponize. And that, uh, that was kind of the 
first thing that that came to mind um you know uh, there there was there might have been a draft in there where there was something with a stapler and it was like ah now this is just gonna this is gonna be too uh cartoony um but especially you know once i once i got that image of in my head of the the helicopter blade spinning Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. like oh that's okay that's a little chilling um very chilling yeah well, it, yeah, was, it was neat. Cool. I like to tell it was at telekinesis. Is that what that is? Uh, the tele the, is that telekinesis? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Gosh, I can't remember. I, that's what I was loving about when I was reading it. I said, okay, this is cool. That's extra scary. This guy's this guy's long distancing his telekinesis to this dude. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, pretty cool. And uh telekinesis is the the superpower I always pick when somebody says, What power do you want? So it was <laughs> extra fun <laughs> listening to this. Really, my mine's always been channeling the channeling energy and lightning. I've always wanted to to have uh, the the control over electricity, essentially, like Raiden. Oh. <laughs> oh, like yeah, like like controlling weather, kind of basically. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Also, a solid choice. I would be able to stop time. I think that could get boring though, really quick, because you'd probably stop time a lot. To keep fixing little things here and there, I feel like I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, there's a slippery slope there. I feel like I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Thank really? you. You just pause time and walk to work. You don't have to. Maybe you'll never be late. Never be late anywhere. Never I mean, be I'm late thinking about how to use these as superpowers. Right? Did you ever leave? Um, so can, can I ask one thing uh, that, that you don't have to reveal because authors never have to reveal, but, um, is there, can you share with us how the antagonist maybe was able to see what was going on? You know, uh, he was very good at, we, we don't know that he was in the building and we don't know that he was hacked into any camera systems, but he, maybe it was part of his power. I don't know. I'm just wondering if you could shed a little bit of light on how our antagonist was so good at seeing everything going on as, as the story evolved. Sure. And that was kind of what I pictured just, uh, you know, that he would, was psychic basically. And just, uh, you know, you imagine, uh, or at least I would imagine that that would kind of be somewhat of a burden, um, uh, which would maybe explain the way that, uh, you end up behaving the way that he does. Um, which is, he's a little unhinged. It sounds like, um, uh, especially by the end of the story there, it's like, oh, this, this guy's bad news. Like, I don't think I want to hang out with him, uh, on, on a Saturday night is basically what I'm saying. Um, but that was at least what I, uh, figured. Um, but, uh, but I, you know, now that you say that, um, it's certainly possible that uh, that he did something else, you know, hacked into the uh, security system there or something. Um, he does yeah. have a background in IT. So that would that'd be great, too. I didn't think about that. Right. But I would love for there uh, to be an alternate explanation that I didn't even think of. Um, that's great. I love it. Well, the ambiguity still serves the story perfectly because it adds to that kind of on the edge of your seat nail biting. Like our, our narrator doesn't know if the, the scissors are the only thing that's going to fly around the room and someone's head just exploded. And 
he can't see, he cannot identify the threat anywhere. There's no visible threat causing these issues. So that really ratchets up the horror. So I wasn't looking for you to plug that or like, you know, it would have been better if you just told me where he was. I just was wondering <laughs> if in your your author's mind, if you had that place uh, set or not, because I think ambiguity, ambiguity is great here. It's, it's perfect. It served it very well. Um, Alex, is this the first time you've ever had a story produced or have you worked with other podcasts? I'm not exactly familiar um, with any of your stories being, you know, produced before. Yes. Yeah, this is the first time I've uh, really had anything uh, produced. Um, I've uh, I've acted in a couple of things. Uh, Joel, I'll talk about it at the end during the uh, what are your upcoming projects section. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, this is the really the first time I've submitted anything. I've I've written a couple of things on some writing prompts on Reddit here and there, and a couple of them, you know, got a few hundred hits, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I think I published some stuff on on the odd website here and there uh, from time to time, um, but when like i said i just had this knocking around without really a, a place to go um and that was part of the reason i never really put pen to paper with it because it was like eh, you know it, it's kind of just this this short story that uh there's not a whole lot to it it doesn't really fit in to a, a more grand narrative anywhere and ultimately eh, where where's the audience for it and then the open submissions uh came up on the gray rooms and it was like well hold on it might be there um so it was it was kind of perfect um and i still it feels uh a little bit kind of like a miracle that this thing ever got done um like what do you mean what do you mean <laughs> well um I'm just for, well for starters um the the deadline for submission initially was like Friday, March 1st. Mm -hmm. And then you guys extended it on Twitter. You were like, hey, actually take through Sunday, March 3rd, which for a well-adjusted human being who is not the living embodiment of that poster that says, if it weren't for the last minute, nothing would get done around here. <laughs> um, you know, that, that would mean, Hey, you know, like make some final edits and, and make sure it's, <laughs> it's all polished up and great. And for me, Matt, cool. I can watch YouTube videos on Saturday um, because that's the sort of person I am. And, uh, and that's how I sent an email uh, on like Monday, March 4th at 1221 AM that started, Hey, it's still Sunday in two more time zones and had the story attached. So already I was like, okay, eh, maybe they're not even going to, uh, accept it. And then like two days later, um, you know, not to talk too much about anything else, but white light heaven came out, which was like the most moving story I've ever heard. I listened to the podcast commuting to work. And I like, I was like crying on my way to the office, nice. um, like actual tears. And I was like, Job great. Done. And these are the people that I just sent my head explosion murdery call center story too i'm like okay well that was a fun <laughs> dream while it lasted hopefully not a lot of people will have read it so well, well we, don't, we don't discriminate here at the gray rooms nah, man it was beautiful 
And, yeah. and, and Alex, if, if I may say, uh, you should you should uh, know that your story has generated two thousand eight hundred and seventy three downloads. So oh, two thousand eight hundred and seventy three people have enjoyed your story. Mm-hmm. Wow. So good oh. job, man. Good job. That's just to date. That's just to date. Yeah, that's just to right now. So uh, yeah, it released on the twenty fourth, and it's the twenty eighth. So in four days, which is uh, well done, man. Very good job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just absolutely blown away. So, yeah, thank you guys uh, so much for accepting it, producing it. You know, like I said, been a fan of the show um, pretty much since I stumbled upon it. I think like the second or third episode had been released and it was like, wow, this is this is really cool. I can't wait to hear where this goes. And uh, and so it's really an honor to be sitting here with you guys now. So yeah, totally yes. appreciate it, man. It honors all ours and thanks for being a listener as well. Thank yeah. you. Well, if we could, if, and if we can talk about the production uh, really quickly of the story, um, yeah. Alex, were you at least it's like, were, were you just thoroughly thrilled from beginning to end to hear Jason's kind of audio version and jams musical version of your story? Did like, did the piece, like the scenes that Jason set, did they meet what you saw in your head? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it came out like better than I ever could have hoped. Um, like once I once I got the email that that it was actually accepted and approved and, and you guys were going to go ahead and and produce it. Um, I went back and I read it again um, and I thought, well, I wonder I wonder what it's what they're going to do for for this piece, that piece. Um and and then when it was actually released last week, it was like, okay, well, I'm getting out the the noise canceling headphones. Don't don't anybody bother me. Um, this is my time. And um, well deserved. Oh yeah. And uh, and as soon as I started the download, and you guys gave me door number one eight hundred. Because, <laughs> because I, uh, I I was already wondering, oh man, what number am I going to get? And as soon as I saw that that was the case, it was like, oh, this is going to be something special already. But yeah, that the, the soundscape, it was perfect. Um, you know, it really felt like uh, like you were in an office um, there. So great work um, back there. It was like, oh yeah, I can like I think I heard the hum of the air conditioner at one point. Uh, back there it's like you know the the sort of stuff that like you don't really hear in in a lot of other productions you know you hear like footsteps and that sort of thing and maybe you know restaurant sounds if the scene calls for it but it's like no that like everything that you need um like i think somebody was making copies at one point in the background if i'm not mistaken um it's like oh yeah this is this is absolutely perfect it's like it you're just sitting there um yeah Jason puts you right in the story totally does um which is you know one of the reasons that um I've always been a fan of uh of the show um and then the music oh man that was I was that was already that was (laughs) (laughs) he just keeps besting himself is that yeah too much well, they, yeah. you always have to try, right? Right. Exactly. Well, and and you succeeded. Um, I had I had a blast writing to this one. It was so much fun. I have to ask you which uh, which came first, 
um uh was it jm uh which is you wow i said that's stupid um so was it your composition or uh was it graham's narration it was graham it was graham i uh so well, I get the story. It's usually, uh, you know, it's like ninety nine percent complete. So uh, when I get the when that when I get the file, and then I I write to that, and I was listening to the. I always listen to it to a couple a couple times before I start writing, and in the middle of it, it gets real quiet, and Graham starts going da 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 da. And I'm like, what is happening? And oh yeah, that was beautiful. I loved it. And, and I was, he's like, what's happening? He's like, oh, this little ditty, you know? And then he, he's like, something I'm working on. And I was like, I have to write that. I have to make that into <laughs> music. So uh, I kind of have to give Graham a writing credit. I already told him. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then I based basically the whole score off of uh, off that little line that that he said. And I just went from there. I uh, I never would have even imagined in my wildest dreams when I wrote that, that that was going to be, that that was going to happen. But that just, that little moment was like, oh, chills up my spine. I loved <laughs> it. Um, it. I mean, if I could borrow from Pulp Fiction, when I wrote that down, you know, I just thought it was some a cold-blooded thing to say. And <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay, great. I'll just throw that in there. Um, and I had no idea you were going to do that. Um, but it was perfect. Loved it. Uh, Graham gets some credit there too. Graham was uh, quite the improvisational actor. He comes up with scenes really well. And uh, yeah, of course, JM absolutely knows how to ice the cake. Something ferocious. Always does. It was funny though, (laughs) because I I feel like uh, uh, Graham's the man on the phone, the the character was, uh, even even though he was angry, I felt like it was kind of like whimsical like he was like um he was like the director like the uh in the in the uh in the ring in the circus like he was directing the circus and oh yeah yeah and that's you know and then with the way he was uh you know he went into that little song i i was like that that's it that's my that's my you know my theme for the episode it's kind of like upbeat and whimsical and you know um you know it's just yeah, I, feel, was, I, felt, I felt like the whole you know that just suited the episode right he was screwing with them man he was screwing with them the whole time yeah. that was the part man yeah. do you do that a lot jm where you'll kind of seize on a certain idea from a certain part of the story and then that kind of suddenly builds your soundtrack uh it depends yeah uh, sometimes, sometimes something pops out to me and i could work with it this was yeah. blatant because there was actually, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you know, yeah, other, other times um, I listened to a whole episode and they're just kind of like during the episode, I can go, Oh, I hear a violin here or I hear a drum here. And mm. then uh, it just kind of builds up from there. Okay. Well, I, I was going to ask you like what inspired you to compose, but I feel like you've kind of gotten into that now and explained that. Yeah, this was, this was a, this is definitely a good track. My favorite has always been um, episode two, but then, and then a, another episode comes out and then I hear more of your music. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't, <laughs> I keep, I can't say what's my favorite yet, Jam, because I know there's a whole bunch more episodes to come out. So That's I appreciate awesome. that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm also, I try to, I'm trying not to make everything sound the same either. Like the same style. I try to change yeah. the style every episode. I think you've done an amazing job at that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, hey um, Jason, um, what did you do? There was a lot of cool. So to go back to that telekinetic thing, there was a lot of cool sound effects involving the scissors, um, different, different, like to me, my ear kept thinking like metallic sounds, like metal things being manipulated. Like what, what kind of things do you use to set those sound effects? Well, it, it's kind of funny. This was actually, uh, to be honest, um, Sorry, I had to move my mic there. To be honest, uh, the scissors were was a was an exceptional challenge. It was actually really hard um, because the the sound effect database I have, you know, doesn't have spinning scissors, and and yeah. and I could take. A, I can't I, think why. Well, yeah, right, and, and you know, I could take a. Uh, I could probably take a a blade off of a helicopter and just a just adjust the uh, pitch on it but oh no i can't because what's attached to a blade of a helicopter it's a helicopter with an engine right and, lots and, of other sounds and you have all this background noise so it was really hard so honestly my my kid and and this is the, the true fact my son was playing with a a, a, a fidget spinner oh, and and uh he set it down on the the countertop and and i heard it and i was like okay I can add a couple effects to that and adjust a pitch and I'm going to record that and that's going to be the sound. And so the actual sound of the uh, scissors, the best I could do on that was the, a fidget spinner on a, uh, a, a countertop in the kitchen. And um, I mean, I thought it turned out pretty good. I, I mean, if Alex is happy with it, that's what matters. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and other than that, um, you know, obviously, just a slice is a slice and a, and a claw is a claw and a, you know, so mm -hmm, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. pretty much it. That was the hardest part of this episode for me though, was the, uh, the actual scissors. That was the hardest part. I, uh, I play a game, you know, just a little mental game when I'm playing or when I'm listening, uh, to the gray rooms called what's that sound? Um, just, uh, so my guess was, a uh, um, like a quarter being spun, yeah, um, that was me too. Pitch down, um, but that that makes so much sense. Got it. I was I was wondering what you were going to use. Um, yeah, man, and, you challenged me. That was pretty tough. It really was, dude. Good job. Thank you. Right. <laughs> it was hard. I, I actually, to be perfectly honest, a scissor, a sound effect, just by itself, uh, figuring out what I was going to do, took me almost a day by itself just sitting here trying to figure out what I was going to do just with the scissors. And that's, that honestly has never happened in any of the other stories I've done. So, Hey man, kudos. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very excited with where this season is going. We've got so many, I think like different, I want to say different thinking authors. We're not getting authors submitting the same old tropes of horror stories. And I even used the word trope earlier with you, Alex, but, you are so brilliant at turning the trope over on its head and then turning it sideways and then turning it again. You just kept, I, I never knew which direction you were going in. And it just made the story so much more satisfactory because of that. Um, so I'm really proud to add you to our collection of authors here. Um, yeah. You really, you really helped us. Yeah. Our season two so much story. bigger and better. So thank yeah. you so much, Alex. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I'm a sucker for less like, uh, I mean, I do like monster stuff, but man, you really want to, you really want me to do a story, make it something that could be real and mm -hmm. I mean, real life. Like life is horrible. And to sit here and think of uh, one, the job sucks. The guy has to do this job. And then you find out like, he's kind of like Alex said, he's kind of a slave. 
You know, right. he's, he's kind of being victimized as well. And then, you know, to have the victim initially, you know, Graham's character come out and then he's just swinging the big sword and you're just like, man, you, 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 you got Alex nailed it so good when he was describing it. You're kind of really chewing your fingernails trying to figure out who's the bad guy here and you're yeah. rooting for this guy at this time. And yeah. then you're like, oh, screw you. And then you're rooting for him. It's like, I oh, know, screw you. And you go back again. Yeah, it was it was really? it was fun. It was a roller coaster. It was really cool. I I, I uh I uh um I compare it to the uh, the pirate ship ride at the roll at the theme parks. There you go. You're 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 on you're in the middle, and at one point in time, you're like I like you, and then you swing over here. I like you, <laughs> and so you go all the way around, and then come back. And your brain's just all scattered. That's scissors. <laughs> so so alex do you um do you have any exciting stuff coming out that you want to tell us about before um well i'm uh, i'm working on a, a submission uh for uh for season three uh which i will hopefully get out uh when it is midnight um you know in, in many more time zones because i think there's there's a couple of months still to go, <laughs> there you go. yes yes um, uh, so you know, maybe I maybe I can swing it like you know a whole forty eight hours uh, in advance, um, but no promises. Um, so, so I'll give that a shot. Um, other than that, the ambitious um, fellow he is. <laughs> exactly. Uh, other than that, for the most part, I usually spend most of my time on the other side of the uh, microphone. Um, uh, I'm actually an actor uh, in a podcast uh, called Superstition. Um, oh. uh, you can find us at uh, Pod Superstition on Twitter. Um, uh, Graham has been in a couple episodes of that. Um, although, I mean, if, no. if, we, if we start listening to all the things he's been in, we could be here all night. Oh, um, see, he yes. knows. Alex knows. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A list of what he's not in that is shorter. I, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the better way to go. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we are we're uh, currently in uh, season two uh, right now, um, and uh, it's written by the uh, amazing and wonderful uh, Sarah Kolb, um, and stars uh, Kira Apple. And uh, I've just been honored to be a part of that. Um, so that's my biggest project. And what was the name of that again? Just I, I have my pod catcher open. A superstition. Superstition. Okay. Um, after the show, Alex, I will make sure to get all of that relevant info and um, we'll include it in the show notes. Uh, so fans of your story here and listening to this can go and easily find you in other places in the in the pod sphere. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Superstition podcast. It's us. All right, oh, I'm, I'm following you now. There you go. Just got another sub. Ding, ding, ding. Hit that bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's always what I love to do. I love listening to uh, audio dramas and podcasts and audio books when I'm at work. And uh, I love new material. And Graham's in it. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, be awesome. Yeah, it's been amazing to me how, um, how tight-knit the whole community really is um you know and i i fell in love with the with the audio drama podcast community um 
because I really loved the old time radio stuff. I used to buy these uh, cassette tapes at yeah. Barnes and Noble because um, they yes. released some of the old shows. Um, mm-hmm. And right you there know, with them. Yes. Yeah. And and it looked like that art form was just going to be lost to time for so long because, you know, just I mean, nobody was obviously going to go back and produce that kind of thing. And then podcasting came around and all of a sudden it's like everything old is new again. And and here comes this art form that used to be the only way to tell a story before TV. And now here it is again. Um, and I just think that's the most amazing thing in the world. Um, when I was, you know, 12 years old, I never would have thought I'd have a chance to be in one of these, let alone write one of them. So, uh, it's been super fantastic. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Podcasting is magic. It's such an accessible and just like you said, the community of it all, it's, it's amazing. Um, so we really 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 appreciate having you now being a part of our community Alan. we really thank you for for doing this with us thanks for uh for doing the interview with us we had a little bit of a setback this weekend but here we are we managed to hammer this out and and get it done and and, and share in your story it was amazing Absolutely yep my pleasure yeah and i look forward to seeing your season three submission too and uh keep yourself posted brother man because uh the gray rooms is also um looking to expand its uh brand a little bit uh, to uh one or two more different podcasts but it's going to be more of like a uh production thing like you're gonna you understand the quality you get from the gray rooms so if you hear another podcast come out it's uh, produced by the gray rooms well it's one of ours and it may be another podcast or two mm-hmm. exciting yeah it's gonna be fun Hey, um, hey, JM, do you have anything that you want to add? Or- uh, we, we always well, do that. Hey, actually, what are we working on? But we were uh, together, so. <laughs> well, I'd like to add uh, uh, thanks to all the uh, the voice actors. Uh, uh, Shushan, uh, Margaret Ashley was in this. Mm-hmm, uh, Graham, right. of course. And Michael Rigg makes his third appearance, uh, if you count writing and voice acting this season. Yeah. Right. As the call center manager. So that's pretty cool. Um Let's not yeah. forget one unspoken actress in this that I forgot about to put in the credits because, and I've caught flack guys on this, but uh, Papuya, the young lady, that's yeah. my wife. So yeah. oh. Christina was in this too. So oops. Yeah, my well, bad. I, I've caught flack all week. My bad. <laughs> well, on that note, gentlemen, thank I'm you so back. much. I cut Jay um, off there, by the way. You can punch me in the face over a beer later. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, yeah, we gotta figure that out. Uh, no, actually, I was, I was just uh, say that you know I'm, I'm working heavily on the gray rooms right now. Uh, I do have a, a website, Dark Matter Stock Music, where I sell some of my other creations that you could use in your videos or your podcasts. And, Go there. Uh, uh, you can license the music there to use wherever you want. And, um, and you know, that's, uh, what I got going on right now. And if I may say in that regard right there, um, I actually stumbled across JM, um, looking for a theme idea on YouTube and, um, everything he writes 
if you like what the Grey Rooms is putting out musically, everything he writes is like that. It's golden. It's beautiful. And I highly recommend if you need something done, reach out to him because he is mm-hmm. extremely flexible. And man, I have had so much fun working with JM musically. And, and like he's he's such a great artist and a good friend. And I'm telling you right now, I will totally vouch. I always... I, I I'm pretty sure you're probably sick of hearing it, JM, but every behind the door I sit here and I'm like, we got to talk about JM, you know, because I I love JM music. (laughs) So seriously, if you're a podcaster, anything like that out there, you're listening to this and you want some audio, freaking reach out. JM, he he will kill it. He will kill it. And his turnaround is ridiculous, too. So, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, man. You, you owe Jason twenty bucks, Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have that beer one day, man. Yeah, yeah it'll happen. Well, as the as the producer of this, though, I also want to thank Alex big time. Your story was phenomenal. It really grabbed me by the. Uh, you know, and uh, it, it, it grabbed me by the scissors and gave him a spin. And um, you know. <laughs> I really loved this story. It was a lot of fun to work on it. Uh, hats off to Graham too, because he really dug his hand down there because when Graham, he, I remember he sent me a message. He said, dude, this actor has to be from India. So Graham went out there and he found a uh, regional correct, I guess if that's the right way to describe it, voice actor for the job who did a great job. Uh, but Graham really knocked it out of the park. So working with with Graham and JM and then Alex, your wonderful story. And I really can't wait for season three's just submission, man. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much uh, for allowing us to do it. You thanked us. No, sir. The pleasure was all ours. It's our privilege. You're the talent. We just made took what you gave us and made it what it is. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Everything that J- Jason just said, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, and then we got Brooks too. Brooks is all right. He's okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just pair it off of Jason. Yeah, I love you, Brooks. Way. Shucks. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Alex. I, I really, personally, I, I loved your story. I was really excited to read it and, and be jerked around left and right and then to wait to hear you know, the final product when the story was done. So kudos, bravo, hats off to you. Hopefully, no heads come off uh, around you anytime soon in the office. Uh, do whatever, do whatever you're going to do. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, uh, you know, put mine in the drawer uh, when I got back to the office on Monday. You know, just, just to be safe. So uh, yeah, it should be okay. <laughs> well, that that does it for this uh, this episode of Behind the Door. Again, I want to thank uh, the Grey Rooms music composer, J.M. Scherf, um, the Grey Rooms audio engineer, Jason Wilson. What up? Uh, the author of Thank You for Calling, Alex Gallegos. And then, you know, there's just little old me, Brooks Bigley. Um, thanks, guys. Have a great night, and uh, we will see you in two weeks. Join us each week after every episode for another edition of Behind the Door.